Loving your body is a spiritual journey, but for many midlife women, it's a rocky relationship that feels separated, disconnected, and discouraging. Embodiment and owning our sexuality is an invitation to dive into the separation and finally explore why you may have been living from the neck up most of your life and carrying around a body that may feel like unfeeling armor. Traumas, wounds, and life transitions may also be causing you to feel like your body has a mind of its own and you have zero control. As life changes, so does your body. This is an intense period of loss, loss of the body you once had, but also the loss of a relationship to your body that now must change. As these changes settle in, you may be grieving and maybe you try everything to regain control and to come back to your body, to back to what it once was. Perhaps you're having an internal uprising, this vague sense of, I don't know where I am, I don't know who I am, and there must be more than this body and this life. Many women at this stage feel stressed and burnt out, chronically exhausted, they have weight gain, and there's an inner voice that is desperately telling you that your body is not enough. Unfortunately, our world today is not set up to give us the time that women need to shed our old skin and transform into that new skin, to transform into that sexual, intuitive, divine feminine woman that you are. My next guest, Amanda Testa, wants you to stop feeling like an imposter in your own body and your life. And she wants you to help, and she wants to help you find that fire and ignite the flames inside of you so you can feel alive, embodied, tuned in, and turned on. I'm so excited to learn from Amanda because I think every woman can dive deeper into embodiment and feel those flames of their own power within. So welcome to Soul Centered and welcome to your Soul's Healing podcast. Soul Centered is a spiritual center for anyone seeking meaning, purpose, and healing in the afternoon of life. We provide healing and guidance services to anyone seeking to make the shift from a self-centered to a soul-centered life at midlife and beyond. I'm Ariella Halevi, co-founder of Soul Centered and your healer in the afternoon of life, empath and energy healer, helping women to make a shift from living in their shadows to feeling empowered, whole, and strong in their future. So welcome, Amanda. I'm so happy to have you here. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Ariella. I have to just say, I love you and your energy. And I remember when I first met you, it was an event and you were speaking and I was just so drawn to to your energy and light. So thank you. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you. I feel the same. I feel this nice, wonderful connection. And I also think we share a lot in our work Mm -hmm. in our profession and what we do. So I'm really excited to dive in today. Um, So let's let the audience know a little bit about you, and then we're going to jump in. Amanda Testa is a sex, love, and relationship relationship expert and trauma resolution guide who works with busy professional women and couples to feel incredible in their skin, tap into abundant energy, take sex from a to-do to something they look forward to, and enjoy better connection and fulfillment in their relationships. She's also a mama to a gorgeous eight-year-old girl, wife to her sexy hubs, and the host of the Find Your Feminine Fire podcast. I love that. Her method bridge, her methods bridge ancient tools combined with the latest in neuroscience and somatic healing to facilitate rapid and lasting transformation. 
So welcome again, Amanda, and even your bio gets me so excited. So I know this is going to be a great podcast. Um, let's start with your story. I'll, I always love to ask women, how did you come to helping women truly love their bodies and kind of feel their own sexual fire? Yes. And I, this is such a good question because for me, like many healers, it's based on my own experience. And I, I just remember when my daughter, she was just a baby and it was the snowy March morning. And I remember just waking up at that time in my life, feeling so irritated and so resentful before my feet even hit the ground. And I just remember this one morning, you know, like hearing her crying and getting up and I was shuffling to the bathroom, you know, tripping over toys on my way and just irritated, feeling like the only one that ever does anything around here. And I just remember when I got to the bathroom, I looked at myself in the mirror and had zero connection with the woman looking back at me. And I just couldn't understand why, because I was doing everything I thought I needed to for myself. You know, I hadn't been diagnosed with postpartum depression, so everything seemed fine mentally. I was involved in my community. I was exercising and eating right and doing all the things, but still felt so disconnected and just lost for myself. And I just made a commitment in that moment to follow whatever breadcrumbs came across my path to help me feel better and find myself again. And one of those happened to be working with a coach, which I had never done before, which was so huge. I just really helping me put myself first. And then I also took a class with my mentor, Layla Martin. And I just remember at that time thinking it was around sexuality and I was thinking, well, that sure couldn't hurt either because with a new baby, <laughs> you know how that is on your libido and your relationship. And so after doing this course, I thought it was just so hugely transformational for me because yes, you know, spicing things up in the bedroom was a happy side effect, but what it really was about was about connecting to my own self and my own body and really embracing all the parts of me that I'd been taught to be ashamed of or to feel, you know, guilt around. And that to me was just life-changing. And I just felt in that moment, you know, why are we never taught these things? I need to be shouting this from the mountaintop. So that's what I, you know, just made it my life's mission and spent years getting certified to be able to help other women to, you know, avoid some of those same pitfalls I fell into. Um, I love it. And I think it's so, I think everyone, everyone that I've interviewed and everyone that I know, we all have this personal story. You know, it's the personal story of how we were broken open. And what I, I, I hear a lot from women is that they feel like they're a slave to their homes. They feel like they're a slave to the dishes and all the to-do lists and the craziness of the world, the busyness of the world. And it leaves very little um, time to explore who you are, not only as a sexual woman, but just who you are in your own power. Um, and I, I, I love what you said, because you said, sure, that it, it helps spice things up in the bedroom, but that's the byproduct, yeah. right? And so I think, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about how, how to like really stay in your own lane when you're finding that fire and that connection to your body. So often I find women, we're over-focusing on our relationships and what's wrong with it. And we're under focusing on how to find and ignite that power within, like, how do we find that balance? That's such a good question. And I just, it just makes me, even as you were just stating what you were talking about before, what so many women that you work with struggle with, and it's just, 
I just want to reiterate too, I see that so much. It's that overwhelm and it's no mistake. It's by design that the patriarchy created these conditions, right? If you think about like the, the, the sixties, right. Where the white patriarchal man is just going to work and who is doing all the unpaid labor, right? It's just, and it's still residual, right? And so women have so much weight on their shoulders that we have to take care of the family and we have to take care of the home and we have to work and we have to do all the things. And gratefully, you know, most of the time our partners are more supportive nowadays, it's changing, but there's still that, that huge burden. And so it can feel really hard to put yourself first. It can feel really hard to carve out time for you, but that's such a key first step is reconnecting to what your desires even are, because you know, when you're so buried under taking care of everyone else's needs that yours don't even show up, that is a huge problem. And that's one of those reasons that you feel so disconnected. At least it was for me. And I see Absolutely. That. I, I think you're, you hit something. Um, there's a few people that I follow and being a mom of four children, um, you know, that I've really struggled with in terms of finding that balance between work, between my soul, my body and my children and, and, you know, holding a household. And I think that there is this old energy that is still around today. And I think, you know, fathers today and husbands today are much more awakened and aware. And they're so, you know, I have a wonderful husband who is totally involved and I think that it's left over. So when, when I said, you know, let's, how do we focus on ourselves and not on them? I think that is part of the answer is to really say that, that it's not necessarily about the patriarchy. It's about the, how do we feel inside of us? What do we need to change inside of us to start making these bigger changes outside in the world? It does take a village, you know, and an energetic agreement to move forward in this type of living, to give ourselves and our bodies the space that we really truly need. It's so true. And I mean, I think too, even when you take that initiative that I'm going to put myself first, because yes, we often think, oh, if my partner would just step up more or if this would happen, but it really has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you and your relationship with yourself. And so often when you take the time to nourish yourself and give you, give yourself what you need, rebloom your own self, then things around you shift. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. So let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper here to pleasure, sexuality, sensuality. Um, I know this is something that is really big for your clients and how you work with them. And it's also a really huge topic for women in midlife. Women in midlife are going through massive hormonal changes. On some, in some ways, it's beautiful and wonderful because I think this is when women find their voice. Um, sometimes it's a huge roar and sometimes it's a smaller one, but it depends on the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's a moment in time where we really say to ourselves, like we're in midlife and what does that mean? Who am I in my body? What is my, what is my own sensuality and sexuality? What is my own pleasure? So how can a woman discover these things in midlife within herself and her own body? Yeah. You know, when you mentioned that kind of awakening of, okay, now maybe there is some time for me, or I'm going to make it some time for me. And what do I even enjoy? What brings me pleasure? You know, and when you think about pleasure, I like to think of it. Yes. Sexuality is a big part of that, but you know, it also can expand to just being in your body, being in your senses, tuning into what 
turns you on in all aspects of that word, right? Whether it is sexual or whether it is wearing clothes that feel good on your skin versus what you think you need to be wearing, whether it is, um, like you say, finding your voice and being able to express what's true. Because often what I see a lot in clients is maybe they have been living a certain way and they're ready to change that. And it can be really scary and hard to start voicing your needs, to start voicing what you want when maybe you haven't been as outspoken about that in the past. So part of that is like building up that self-trust and that nervous system resilience to be able to do that and feel safe in doing so. And so that's one of the reasons I love pleasure because I feel like it's such a great way to kind of hack our nervous system, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because when you are in pleasure, you are expanding your capacity to feel good. You're expanding your capacity to receive. And that just leads to more abundance in all areas. Yeah, that's, there's so much in what you just said. Um, I think of pleasure. I talk about, when I talk about a pleasure, I think of vitamin P. Yes. So I call it vitamin P mm-hmm. because it's literally something that you need to take every day. Exactly. And the idea of pleasure, you're right, is, is something that is a, the byproduct is that in the bedroom, you know, you feel more sensual and sexual, but outside in the world, what are you doing daily that brings you that divine pleasure? And, um, you know, it can be, as you said, it can be anything. It's the clothes you wear. It's the, it's the way that you move your body. Um, just recently, I've, I've always been a, <laughs> I've always been a closeted dancer and, um, I'm a yoga teacher and all that. I teach yoga. I have no problem being out in the world, being a yoga teacher, but then the idea of dance is like something that's really sensual to me. And so I'll turn on chakra music and I'll dance in my bedroom and, you know, and the kids will walk in and they think I'm crazy. But, you know, this idea of like, as your body changes, you know, the, the yoga that warrior one, warrior two, those, those static poses no longer work for my body. My body wants to move in a different way. So how do you lead your clients in this transition? Because like you said, it's like, it's like a rewiring of your nervous system. So how do you do it? Yeah. I mean, that is a great question. And specifically speaking to yoga, I mean, I think something that can be a fun way to, to play with your practice, whatever you're already doing is like you say, inviting more movement and inviting more like full body energetic flow. Because one of the things around activating your sexual energy, it's really just our life force energy. And we all have access to it. Just many of us haven't been taught how to how to access it. And sometimes we need work on the foundationals before you can get there, you know, feeling, you know, safe in your body, feeling trust, resolving residual trauma or fear. And so that is kind of the first step of the process, which can take some time, but usually that's kind of what, how we lay the foundation of how you can feel supported and stable in your system, what feels good, and then expanding from there. And as you are, then you can learn the tools of how do I activate my sexual energy? What are the steps? And you can do it through numerous processes, right? Maybe it's breathing, maybe it's self-pleasure, maybe it's, um, you know, really focusing your intention and energetic awareness. So there's many ways to do it, but, and then once you kind of figure out how to tap into that energy, you can learn to let it just flow more through your body. So say, for example, 
there's a simple thing you can do. Even if you're into practicing yoga, which I think is a fun thing to do is even just spending time before your practice, maybe taking some breaths into your cervix or the energy there. If you don't have an actual physical cervix, you can still just tap into the energy there and just breathing in and out of that space. And also perhaps doing a little pelvic pelvic squeeze at the same time and notice, do I feel any, any sensation at all? Is there any kind of activation of any sort? Maybe is there any pleasure and just, you know, kind of breathing and pumping your pelvic floor muscle, breathing, and then just allowing that energy to start to flow. And as you move through your yoga postures, perhaps instead of them being so static, maybe just really allowing that movement to go. Like as you breathe, taking that energy all the way up through the top of your head and your crown, and then back down all the way to your feet, back to the earth, but like making it more full. And I think that is such a beautiful example of something simple, but how that really translate into so many areas of your life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wish our, our audience could see you moving <laughs> the way that you're moving. It's so beautiful. Even that little movement, you know, it's, it's so interesting as we become more sensual and open to our bodies, we find that, that it isn't static movement anymore. You know, I think that is what in soul in our practice in soul centered, we talk about yeah. The morning of life versus the afternoon of life. And the morning of life is about building and it's about identity and it's about who am I out in the world? What do people think of me? And it's really forming all of those opinions of our own self. Like it's really those building blocks. The afternoon of life blows that all up (laughs) and it says, how, but how do you want to move? And just because someone said you do it this way, just because you had a I don't know why I'm bringing up yoga, but just because you had a yoga teacher training that said this, does that really mean that you have to do that? And it's really forming your own personal identity in movement or in anything you're doing in that flow. Um, Yeah. So I love that. I love that. It's so good. And I love, I love how you say the afternoon of life, because I think that's such a beautiful way of putting it. And in the Taoist philosophy, they refer to menopause as second spring, which I love too, because as you, as we work with our energy and our body, you know, when we are, if you're still menstruating, then, you know, all that, a lot of your creative energy goes to, to that every month, right? Creating an egg and sloughing off the uterine lining and all that goes there, lots of, um, downward movement, but as you move through a menopause, then kind of that energy is freed up to expand and often move upward. So you have like expanded heart energy and expanded, um, wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. As we age, we get so wise when we can look at, there's more of us, right? There's more yeah. of us to love. We have years and years to love, right? Right. Right. That's great. I love it. I love this. You said it's the second spring. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to write that one down. I, I absolutely love that term. I'm going to look it up. Um, yes. And so, you know, as we're talking, all I can think about are the chakras and um, it feel it sounds like you and I both do a lot of work in the chakra areas. And um, what's interesting to me that I find with my clients is that a lot of times, you know, my clients and women in general asking these bigger questions, like who am I essentially who am I out in the world? And they're starting to tap into their higher chakras, but, but there's trauma in the second chakra. Even I can tell you, even from just having four children, there's not a lot of feeling down there. It's really hard when, when I tap into my second chakra, I'm just starting, you know, at age 48 to say like, okay, well, who am I in my second chakra? Because we uh, often women carry either childbirth, 
just issues or trauma in itself, um, sexual, sexual trauma, just wounding in general, often I find in the work that I do with women, it goes to the second chakra. It's like a magnet, second and third. And it's just like a magnet. So how can we, um, how can you offer women tools like energetic tools or tools to make them feel more alive in their chakra, in their second chakra? I mean, I think that's so true. There's so much held here in our lower chakras and also just in our, in general, as a woman, like you say, maybe there's residual birth trauma or one of my, one of my um, colleagues, she calls it like everything goes in the, like you put everything under the sink, right? Under the kitchen yeah. sink, you just like throw all the stuff you don't want to deal with down there. Right. And that's what we do. Like all the emotions that's we don't want to feel everything in our lives are like, let's just shove that down. I'll deal with it later. But then we don't, and our body holds on to all that. So when you start to spend time with these parts of your body, you know, be with it and whatever's there, it sometimes can take some time because maybe there is a lot of numbness. Maybe there is a lot of disconnect, but just being with that, being with the numbness, being with the lack of sensation, being with whatever's there and acknowledging it, spending time with it. Is there something for me to learn here? What are any messages that might be here? What might it need to feel more? What might I need to feel comfortable allowing it to feel more like so much we can learn just from dropping into our body and seeing what it needs. And one of the other um, beautiful methodologies I like to work with that I learned from one of my mentors, Rachel Maddox, I'm um, working through her rebrand coach certification that I'm almost finished with, but it's really kind of working with the archetypal energy as well of these areas. Right. And it starts with, you know, our, at our navel, there's our soul seed, which is basically our original essence, like the perfection that we are born with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we grow in life, all the things that fall on top of that poor little soul seed, it makes it hard for it to like come up and bloom. So, you know, first you have to know what you like, really start to connect to your needs, which again can be hard as, you know, if you haven't put yourself first for a while, but like tuning in, what is it that I really need? What do I want? Like knowing that I am worthy of my, my wants. I'm unworthy of my needs, mm -hmm. being able to ask for those and then being able to receive those. Yes, absolutely. And as you feel more comfortable with that, like creating, creating the gate around the little soul seed. So it feels safe to like get a little more, grow a little more. Right. Mm -hmm. And as it feels safe to grow a little more, which is boundaries, right. Setting the boundaries you need to protect yourself, speaking up for your needs, then you feel more comfortable to express yourself and allow that more full self-expression. Mm -hmm. And when you can have that, then, then you you know, you you bring this more wise sage on board where you have more clarity, more vision, mm -hmm. right? And then you have more vi vitality and that when you have all those things in place, then it becomes so much easier for that sexual, sensual aliveness to come alive, mm -hmm. right? Because like you said earlier, it's like those foundational pieces got to be in place. A lot of that down here, you know, in the second chakra region has to be taken care of so that you feel safe to bloom, right? Yeah. I find that, um, you know, there's this term spiritual bypassing Yes, and I think it's a really big term. And I think what you're saying is that you can't skip, you can't skip the chakras. The chakras are, are there for a reason and they are our guidelines are, are the map to our journey to the crown chakra, to awakening, to your third eye, to your intuition and your wisdom. But if we bypass the first and second and third chakra, which is where most of our wounds live and that soul seed, 
then we're missing a big portion of us. It's like that, that piece of the puzzle is not fully complete. And so we have to dive deep, dive deep down into those waters in order to come up and rise above higher and higher in our, in our chakras, in our wisdom, really. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of this idea of soul fragmentation. You know, that, that the things that happen to us when we're here on earth, pieces of our soul kind of go in hiding for forever or until we are ready to pull them up. And I sometimes, I mean, I like what you just said, because I, I sometimes think of Mother Earth holding pieces of our fragmentations, mm -hmm. but I also like this idea that there's places in your body that are also holding those, those fragments. And that when, when you are ready, because you have to be ready, then you can start bringing them up. Then you get to heal your nervous system and you get to do all these healings in order to fly. Yeah. So it's. It's a beautiful um, concept for sure. I think, you know, it is right. Like calling back all those pieces so that you can be more whole because right. really we are here in these bodies, not only to experience yes, the wisdom and the enlightenment, but also be in this physical form mm -hmm. and like take that into the body, which is what I feel like is so beautiful because then you get to fully experience life through your body, through your senses as well. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to shift gears here because I think mm -hmm. it's a really important piece of what we're talking about. Our life has been filled with a lot of tragedy, um, stress, pandemic, even before pandemic, we have our own wounds. We have been dealing with so many um, crisis, um, crises and, and how do we Maybe we can have a discussion on how to stay connected when we feel so pulled under by life, when we feel that, you know, that uh, like you're drowning in it. There are moments when we feel like we're just drowning in the stuff of life. And it really, it really does disconnect us in some ways from our, what we were talking about, sensuality and openness and that wisdom. How do we connect the two? It is so true because all of that stress, all of that chaos kills our sex hormones. So it can be really far fetched for someone to be like, well, the last thing I have on my mind is pleasure. Like, I just don't want to be touched with a 10 foot pole. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's right. Because you don't, we, you know, that's why it has to start with simplicity, right? It has to start with finding stability in some way in this moment, because when you feel so overwhelmed by all that's happening in life, um, it can feel really hard to know what the next step is or to know how to pull yourself out. And so often what can be helpful, I find is helping clients connect to regular rhythms and rituals that support them and looking for those examples outside of you. Right. So I love thinking about, okay, you can always connect to the sun rising and the sun setting. You can connect to the birds flying together in formation. You can connect to in spring, things are going to blossom. You can connect to the lunar cycles. You know, if you're not, if you are still bleeding, you can connect to your menstrual cycle. You know, there's so many things that can give a sense of rhythm and regulation, which helps your body like reset to that. And that can be a really great way to just kind of pull yourself up, so to speak, in just like the smallest of ways, mm -hmm. which can feel really challenging at times. So sometimes what I'll invite my clients to do is, um, is to just make a list of all the things that support them in all the ways, right? Right. 
It's kind of and, telling you, yeah. sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, because yeah, and just looking at it a lot, putting it, yeah. you know, making copies of it and putting it lots of places so that you see it. Because when we are outside of our window of tolerance, then we can't remember what those things are. So true. You know, I was thinking, you know, we were just talking about the second, the first and second and third chakras and how, you know, those are really the earthly chakras, the ones that deal with, you know, it's no wonder that we, that many women feel disconnected from their creativity and their sensuality, because, you know, part of that is dealing with the worldly stressors and the traumas and the wounds. And I love the idea. I was laughing when you said it, because um, just this morning I was telling a client, like connecting to rituals and rhythms is the way to tell your nervous system that you are alive, that you are okay that you're on your, like you're walking on your path. And it's like, do the same thing that you did yesterday. Do something that you did yesterday that makes you feel centered and do it again today. Like this morning, I always talk about on this podcast, maybe because it means so much to me, no matter what, every morning, even when my husband says, can I walk the dog? And I say, no, because we go out to this huge field. It's a dam and I can see the mountains from it. And it's a centering of the nervous system. And it's, it is my time. And so that is the ritual and rhythm that is so important. And what you're saying is choose something that feels grounded to you when life feels out of control, when your nervous system is whirling, what can you choose? And I think nature, you know, not for everybody, but for nature seems to be a really big deal to many people, even getting outside and walking and all that. I mean, it's so true. And I think when well, that's one of the things I love about finding those simple pleasures because they lead to the bigger ones. Because when you can sur- surrender and enjoy the beauty of looking at the mountains, then more easily you can surrender into your body to enjoy pleasure in other ways, right? Yeah. And and this like and and when you say when your nervous system is so spinning, it can feel hard. So I love that advice of just yeah, what was one thing you did yesterday, and just do that thing today, mm-hmm. and maybe it's drinking a glass of water. Like you can do that again, right? The simplest little things sometimes. It's very true. It's very true. So what makes you personally feel alive? Um, I always ask this, like what makes you feel soul centered and alive and feel like you're energetic inside of your body? So for me, you know, I love, I love being out in nature too. It's so huge for me. It just makes me feel just rejuvenated and soothes my soul. I also love, you know, doing my own practices. So I know at least three times a week, I need to do a practice where I drop in and maybe I do a JDAG practice, or maybe I do a breathwork practice, or maybe I do some kind of sensual self-care practice where I can feel alive and delicious in my body, because that to me is so, so important. And some days I have an hour, some days I have five minutes. So it's really making it work for what time I have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really important to say, like, you can do it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, is there anything else you would say to our listeners that we haven't talked about? Anything else that you feel like is really important for a woman in a midlife body who's going through so many changes? Anything else that you have words of wisdom on? Yeah. And I think you know, one of the things that's interesting, because I was just on a call before this, and there was a lot of talk of comparison coming up, because sometimes as we age, it can be easy or any age, really, but it can be easy to compare ourselves with others or other people's situations, or maybe 
whatever it is, like, especially with social media and how it's so rampant now, it can be easy to fall down that hole. So something that I love to, to share around that is just finding things that you can appreciate about yourself. So maybe, you know, one of the things I love is, you know, just writing those things down and you can even talk about yourself in the third person, right? Cause that can be, it can be so easy to just feel like, oh, I'm just like, it's such a hard day. Like nothing's going right. Or I, I just feel like I've lived all these years and what do I have to show for it or all the things like when we can go in that downward spiral mm-hmm. and just, you know, taking time to write that down, you know, man, it's awesome because she, you know, raised a kid or birthed the baby. Amanda's awesome because she spent so many years doing this or, you know, whatever you can, whatever you can pull out about yourself, something you're proud of, you know, you survived the pandemic, you know, you're awesome because you're still here. You're awesome because you're breathing breath. You're awesome because whatever it is, right? You took your dog on a walk. I mean, the little things, but just start writing that down and just feeling into it because it is a journey to love yourself and where you are. And as your body changes and shifts, there's, you know, of course you might have feelings about that, right? You're going to have your emotions and you've got to learn to hold yourself through that and realize, yes, but you but you yourself have so much value. And that's why I think when you connect to your own body and can find pleasure within yourself, it just kind of fills you up with such joy that there, there's just, you can't, but you can't help but be confident, mm-hmm. right? You can't help but connect to that. And I mean, cause I spent years hating my body. And so it was a journey for me, but now I truly, I love what I see when I look in the mirror, even when I have like 10 extra quarantine pounds or whatever, right? <laughs> so true. So true. That's so beautiful. It's so inspiring to hear, you know, not only that you live, you work with women that experience these things, but you live it, that you work on it personally. And I love, I love hearing it. And I just want to thank you for your words of wisdom and, and the ways, the tools and the ways in which we can connect to our bodies, especially as we go through difficult times and just living in the world as a midlife woman in general, minus everything else. Um, So thank you so much, Amanda. Is there um, a way that we can find you, your listeners, our listeners can find you? Yes. So, well, thank you so much again for having me and the best place to find me. You can find me at my website, amandatesta.com. I have my podcast, which is find your feminine fire podcast. And you can find that on all the places you listen to your podcasts, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as I have a group on Facebook called find your feminine fire group. And those are the best places to connect with me. Wonderful. Thank you. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to give us a five-star rating and to follow us on all of our social media accounts at My Soul Centered on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to head over to mysoulcentered.org to pick up your complimentary copy of Creative Kaddish, an ancient Kabbalistic ritual that will inspire and empower you in becoming a guardian of your loved one's story and support you if you are going through a grieving process. And of course, don't forget your complimentary program to Ohm Your Power, a seven-day free program where you will learn and utilize some of our most trusted tools in consciously and effectively transforming the afternoon of life into the most meaningful, purposeful, and inspirational time of your life. And so again, I wish everyone a beautiful day, a beautiful, beautiful week, and a heartfelt namaste.